Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to My View with Josh and Neil. I'm Josh. And I'm New. In this show, we sit down and discuss anything and everything that comes to mind. Ranging from sports, gaming, life events, and more. So turn up that volume and tune in to My View. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to the fourth episode of My View with Josh and New. Your boy Josh checking in with your boy New. Hey, what's up, y'all? <laughs> Man, we got some good stuff going for you today. We got some. We're gonna talk some sports right now. Oh my god, I've been dying for this. I know you have. I've been dying for it too. Like we, we're in a time right now where we're not sure what tomorrow's gonna bring, mm-hmm. but we know one of these tomorrows is gonna have live sports. Yes. We got July twenty eighth. We got the NBA mm-hmm. supposed to come back full swing. Yes. Full swing. We, you and I personally, we need to dive in. And we got to pick our teams. Who's gonna, you know, who we think's gonna win? Mm-hmm. And I want that to be an ongoing conversation in in our podcast here. Yeah, we uh, we got a couple other sports coming back. We got at the end of July as well. We got NFL coming back oh, with their God. mini camp, mm-hmm. uh, July eleventh. And what we're gonna dive into first? Fight fucking island. Fight island. Oh man. So. For those of you that haven't seen what Fight Island looks like, it's a island that fights. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Legit, it, it, Dana White posted on his, his Instagram, and you saw just a ring and a beach. And I don't know what they're going to do with the surrounding area, if they're going to be doing it. I don't, I don't know if they're going full send with a f- outside theme. I think they are. That, I think they is, are because... Why would you take what the if time? Shit comes out like just out of nowhere. Just well, first of all, if you ever watch the movie Here Comes the Boom, they fought in a rainstorm and they <laughs> fought with a half-ass broken cage. So I think the <laughs> UFC can do just as just as good. That would be wild. You know? I want to see that. Yeah. No, I mean it's gonna be nuts. Now, one of my things is so obviously you don't have fans at this event. Uh-huh. How do you run all the electrical? Yeah. Are you running generators? Because then are you going to hear, you know, yeah. you know, in the background? Uh-huh. Or is it going to be like at Vegas where, you know, all you hear is, you know, DC, Joe, and then the other dude, mm-hmm. you know, who announces the fights? Yeah. Like, they're going to be going outside the box with this one. Are you going to have to take a timeout for the seagulls coming in? Yeah. Like you said, you <laughs> uh-huh. know, shitting on the arena. Yeah. Because, like, you, you know fighters they get their mouthpiece knocked out yeah so if there's some shit on the ground now i mean they're putting it back in their mouth when you know blood's on the ground but i mean it's bird shit like you know yeah i would much rather have someone else's blood than bird shit in my mouth yeah it's it's i don't know it's gonna be there's so many different questions and different i don't know how they're gonna set up where they're gonna walk in at like how is it? Are they gonna, gonna yeah? Are they gonna in? come in on boats or yeah. like? Because I think the draft for the it was NFL supposed to be like that. The draft for the NFL was supposed to be in the Bellagio uh, pond in Vegas, and the draftees were supposed to come in on a ferry to the stage that was in the middle of the pond. Can you imagine just coming in on a fucking sail? Like, okay, fighters, buy your own boat. Come in on the type of boat that you want to come. Oh, for real. <laughs> you see a fucking yacht. Oh, you yeah. See, a yacht, you see someone a, coming in on a fucking on, jet ski. Yeah, someone coming in <laughs> on like some cigar boats or whatever. <laughs> but, I mean, this is going to be nuts. But what I'm more excited to talk about uh-huh. 
is this last UFC event. Dude, yeah. How many fucking knockouts were there in this fight? Like, in that card, there Mm -hmm. were so... Like, look that up real quick. What are... Like, how many were... If I could speak, Jesus. (laughs) Words are fun. I just learned how to speak, you know, yesterday. Um, But I feel like there were at least, like, six or seven knockouts... Yeah. Or submissions. There were finishes rather than the fight going to the judge's card. Mm-hmm. You no, know? Absolutely. Um, that Hooker fight. Dan Hooker's my guy. Yeah. Okay? Dan Hooker is my guy. But you can't just sit there and take the ass whooping that you took. Yeah. In this fight. The, the blows, you know, that came from, um, oh, I forgot his nickname. The diamond, yeah, the diamond. There the we diamond. go. Jeez. That's a that's a dope ass name. <laughs> yeah, Dustin Poirier, the diamond. But yeah. uh, you know, you you can't take the blows that you sat there and took from him. Mm-hmm. But in the same breath, that knee the... should have put Dustin to sleep. Yeah, should uh, it did. If you listen to the interview at the end of the fight, which I know you did. Yeah, he even talked. He goes, "Yep, he knocked me the fuck out in this. You know, right here." But then, point two seconds later, I kind of woke up and said, "Hey, we got unfinished business." Yeah, let's talk did, about it. Did you it. hear the soundbite that he did? Uh, it was fucking. I, I can't. I think it was going into the third round, fourth round, and the coach asked him, "How you feeling right now?" He goes, "Oh, I'm having a blast." I did. I did. And I think <laughs> goes, it was. I think he was actually going into the fourth or fifth. Yeah, I, I was it like, was the championship like, round that he was getting ready for, and he goes, "Yeah, I'm having a blast." <laughs> I, I, I just remember because I was, you know, I was in Oregon with Kayla uh, while we were watching the fight, and I go, man, some <laughs> shit's about to go down. Like, yeah. This guy's having a blast getting kneed in the face. Yeah. He's about to open up a can of absolute whoop-ass. So to go back to what you're saying, so I have here one, two, three, four submissions, and then I have one, two... Two knockouts and then two, one, two, three, one, two, yeah, you got four, four decisions. Four decisions. Now that's not bad. That's that's com- prelim and main card combined. Yeah. So like, uh, in the main card you had three decisions and then two of them were submissions and one was knockout. So I mean, you had some explosiveness for sure. Like we had a, you had some finishes yeah. and you had some exciting you know moments. Um, I think. The biggest thing was that, like I said, that Dustin Poirier Dan Hooker fight could be arguably fight of the year. Now, granted, it's behind the chicks fight. Joanna uh, Jinchakich. I don't even know her fucking name. I know you're looking it up right now. Uh, but Joanna, and then you had Jay, is it Jay Wynn or something like that? It's a Chinese Zing. name. Zing? Is something like that. Something like that. Hey, yeah, I'm looking hey, it up hey, right hey, now. It's It was one of the greatest. And I'm talking about women's fights and men's fight combined. Like, this was... It blew a man's fight out of the fucking water. Uh, you know, and I was I remember watching that fight, and I every punch looked like it was going to knock the other person out. And you were sitting there like, oh my god, when's this fight going to end? And it didn't end, and then it went to the decision, and of course the champion wins. You know, she, of course she's going to win. She's the champion. But So, her just to update you real quick... Her first name's Joanna. Her second name, there's like two vowels. <laughs> so, I d- literally. Is there a Z in there? No, literally, there's two vowels and it's both E's. Yeah. <laughs> the rest is J E D R Z E J C Z Y A. Who the fuck 
has two Z's in their name. <laughs> no, for real. Jejerelek. I don't know how to say her name. No, yeah. And then the other girl is, what is it? Wailing? Wailing. Wailing. There we go. Oh, I'm so proud I got that. Um, I really just agreed with you. I haven't looked it up yet. Oh, you fuck. <laughs> yeah, you got my confidence all hyped up now. You're welcome. <laughs> but legit, that fight. Then you had Ferguson. And you had... It was supposed to be... Could be... It was supposed to be... Gaethje. It turned into Gaethje. And it that wasn't was, a bad fight. It was It was a fantastic fight. It, it wasn't was a bad fight, but it's not what we wanted to see. Yeah, but, It's not what we wanted to see, let's be honest. But what we got, it's still like... Like, it was still fantastic. And then, there was a couple other fights. So, Dustin Poirier, obviously, Dan Hooker, that's another fight you could throw in that mix. Um, but, you know, th- those are fights of the year. This And this was a... I, I put this ahead of the uh, I don't know if I would put this over Gaethje and Ferguson just because Gaethje and Ferguson uh, ended in a finish you know what I mean right this one went the decision you know so I it's kind of tough I don't know where to rank which and in my opinion you have to rank the finish higher yeah you yeah. have to rank the finish higher because he he did his job yeah, yeah. now if this was a three round fight. Uh-huh. Dan Hooker won the fight. Yeah. If it's no, a three absolutely. round fight, Dan Hooker won. He yeah. just didn't have the He didn't have the the cardio yeah. for the fight, mm-hmm. basically. He you know, he was standing in there because his in Dan Hooker's last fight, he just took blow after blow after blow. Nah. He should have actually lost that fight, in my opinion. You but think I so? I, I I'm not I wasn't mad at the decision, granted, but I just I, I it could have been a toss up. It was a huge see, toss up. I, I thought Paul Felder was winning, and then I don't think so because Dan Hooker pulled from your ultimate f- favorite fighter's card. Uh huh. He pulled the John Jones control the octagon. Yeah, exactly. So I guess in that situation, mm-hmm. why are you fanboying on John? Yeah, no, because, but because John wins a lot of his fights just like Dan does. Yeah, but granted, but at the same time with John Jones, it's it's his is more his his punches connect and the fact of the matter is is um he i like i said granted you, you know you got me on the whole control in the fight but at the same time paul felder has had his moments where he was either taking him down if i remember correctly i would have to go back to watch the fight to be honest i can't i can't i don't want to speak on it because i can't remember a whole lot of it but with this going back to dustin poirier and dan hooker uh, Dan should have. There's an argument that he should have won the fight because for Dan, he took, for Dan, because right. he took him down, d- took down Dustin, and he was able to, you know, do some ground control. Granted, Dustin Poirier got back up, so it kind of eliminates. That's what, that's what, in my opinion, that's what won him the fight. Yeah, because he kept getting up. Now here's the deal: mm-hmm. Dan should have won for this sole reason. He connected 67 percent of his punches, uh-huh. whereas Dustin Poirier landed 57 percent. Of his punches. That, that's a statistic. That's the statistic that I'm pulling up right now on UFC. Holy shit! I thought I could. So for some reason, I heard he was hitting 70%. significant. Yeah. Was different. Yeah. Significant, but in total. Oh, I Total see I damage. See mm-hmm. Dan Hooker definitely threw more, but he just sat. Basically, what in my opinion, what lost Dan Hooker the fight is he sat with his hands down. Yeah. He let. Essentially, he was more worried about the body shot, and he was just eating shots to the chin. Mm-hmm. 
So I guess that's a more significant blow than a kidney shot. Yeah. Which, if you take four kidney shots, I'm sorry, but you're probably not... You know, you're probably not standing for a very long time. No, yeah. You know, there are and people out there that with one punch to the kidney can put you on the ground for a long time. Uh-huh. And, it, you know, same with the other side. If they punch you on the right side and hit you in the liver. Yeah. You know, that's a bad fucking day. Yeah. And, and for the fact that Dan threw and landed 67% of his, his strikes. Uh-huh. How the fuck do you lose? Yeah, I just I, I and like, took I, him I, down. I couldn't. I can't. I can't be mad. I, I I'm honestly not upset. I, if Dan Hooker would have won, I wouldn't have been upset because that was such a fantastic fight that I was like, I sat there. I told my dad, I was like, because I was watching with him, I was like, dude, dad, like this, I, I'm not mad at either fighter. Like they gave they gave it their all. They freaking they sat there and took blow after they were freaking i was shocked after the second for, or no the first round going into the second round then once the second round ended i was like there's only been two rounds yeah and these guys have been like they were at and, and they even the commentators no they uh, were just standing there just uh, blowing it no yeah and they were throwing with it. heat and even the the commentators were saying like these guys are at a ridiculous pace. I don't know how they're going to do this for five rounds. And, and then they, they were, were saying see, like, oh, I don't know how either of these guys are standing right now. Yeah. From the third round on, Yeah. that that specific statement uh-huh. was just floated throughout the rest of the broadcast. Yeah. Because, you know, Hooker would hit Poirier with, when he hit him with that knee and mm-hmm. literally put him asleep. Uh-huh. All, the, all the commentators were just sitting there like, how the fuck did this guy get up? Yeah. Because and he was literally knocked the fuck out, but as soon as he hit the mat, he woke up and defended himself. So, yeah. you know, you can't stop the fight, and I'm, that's great refing. Yeah. No, that's absolutely. great refing. I think that was Herb Dean. It too. was. Yeah. I love Herb. I love Herb is hands down the best ref. Yeah. Uh, like, and even Homeboy, who had, who used to have the Viking beard, yeah. where his, like, braids uh, used to touch the ground, uh-huh. basically. Once he cut him. His refing skills. Eh. Is it Steve Massac- no, no. I don't know. I, uh, I'm not even going to pretend to know the guy's name. Yeah. But you know, he once he chopped his beard, he kind of lost it. <laughs> I'm not like I'm yeah. not going to lie. He definitely lost it after he chopped the beard. Yeah. No, that was an incredible fight, and it definitely could be arguably fight of the year. Um, the one fight that I love, and a fighter that I'm starting to freaking adore is Mike Perry. He was the he was really yeah, Mike Perry. I'm freaking loving that kid. And he's just he has the 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 confidence. The the I'm gonna go in there and I'm gonna fuck you up. And, and if you watch all the rest of his fights, like and his fucking stare downs are just classics. They, they're fucking so hilarious. Perry, I feel bad. I you know a couple of drinks in. Uh huh. Um, Same. <laughs> Perry's the one that called out Nate Diaz, right? Yeah, he was just the one that I said, yeah. Right. So he, he called out Nate Diaz because someone, he was on the Ariel Hawani show, and he was talking about how um, a possible matchup would be Mike Perry versus Nate Diaz. And he said uh, along the lines that uh, Nate Diaz is a skinny little fuck and that he doesn't punch hard, this and that. And let's go, I was Perry. Like, I was like, "All right, let's fucking go. I want to see that fight. I, I really hey, do for real." He did. A, he's he a scrapper. Did a, he's a scrapper, and he and not only that, it, what what really impressed me with Mike Perry was the fact that he went to this camp in this fight against Mickey Gall, which Mickey Gall he's not a push. He's not a pushover. He's not a scrub. No, not Mickey, at all. Mickey, Mickey Gall. All. He 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 definitely. I, I can't. Granted, I'm not able to remember his last couple fights, but I remember hearing the. 
name echoed multiple, multiple times. And right. he was definitely on the come up. Mike Perry handled him on the ground. He handled him on the feet or standing up. And he just he just handed it to Mickey Gall. And they were talking shit the whole time. The whole fight. Yeah. So here's my problem. Uh-huh. I love Connor. Yeah. Okay, I love Connor. Love me some McGregor. Uh-huh. I love the fight. He's talking shit on McGregor too. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> rightfully so. Uh-huh. Um Connor had the best shot at knocking out Nate Diaz. Uh-huh. There's no way in hell Perry comes close to that. When he said that he would knock him the fuck out, uh-huh. I I did sit back and laugh. I was like, bro, See, Nate Diaz grew up on the streets of Stockton, which for <laughs> Stockton, most... Stockton, motherfucker! You know, he did that during a fight. I was actually talking to my coworkers about that. Swear. During a fight. I can't remember. Oh, it pissed me off that I can't remember and I didn't look it up earlier. He During a fight, in the middle of the fight, Nate Diaz was screaming at the other fighter because it was an interview later on and the fighter that fought Nate Diaz was like, yeah, he kept looking at me and yelling, Stockton, motherfucker! Stockton, motherfucker! And the fighter was sitting there and he was like, what the fuck is this guy saying? He goes, I've probably never even heard of your shithole town. Yeah. Like, whatever. And yes, I do mean Stockton's a shithole town. Look it up. <laughs> yes. You know? But anyways, yeah. No. But yeah, no, like... I, I see what Perry, you're saying about... Perry's got no shot at knocking knocking Nate out. I, and when, when you go and talk that talk... Uh-huh. I gotta be very honest. I respect the hell out of Nate Diaz and what he can do. Uh-huh. The man's got a chin of absolute cement. You can't fucking beat the shit out of this guy and expect to knock him out. Yeah. But you also can't go and say, yeah, I'm knocking this guy out. Because flat out, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, it, Nate's been in way too many situations. Uh-huh. Where he should have been knocked out. Yeah. That Conor McGregor and Nate too yeah. was the bloodiest fight of fights. Yeah. It was hands down. See, the, the they only had thing s- that I want to, like, like I don't, I don't want to sit here and debate, but at the same time, like when you said that Conor would, Conor had the best chance of knocking out Nate. I think Mike Perry has a slight better chance. The only reason why is Mike Perry has the, the stamina and the cardio that. Connor doesn't have being on the ground. But, uh, well, because you, when once you get Connor to the ground yeah, and you make him get up, he 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 wastes way too much energy. He, he Perry was, is going to be getting up and, and having still, a uh, ball of energy still. Exactly. So I see what you're saying, but, but there's no in the way beginning in hell. fights. In the beginning, no, in the beginning of the fight, like Connor definitely has the better chance to knock. Sticking with Nate Diaz had the better chance to knock out Nate. Right. But Nate Diaz is, has that cardio to where he can he has the cardio and he has the chin and and he has the chin. But with Mike Perry, I just my only question is how advanced is he in his in his jiu-jitsu versus Nate Diaz because Nate Diaz See, is a black belt jiu-jitsu fighter and that's what he he knocks out or not not knocks out but he, he submits he, a lot of people a lot of people. Mike, Mike but Perry, that's why that that's exactly what Mike Perry was saying mm-hmm. was. You know, he's going to try his jujitsu bullshit with me. Yeah. And I'm not going to fucking let it happen. Yeah. So that raises the question, one for me, did Connor try that? And I'm sure he did in both fights. But at some point or another, Mm -hmm. you're going to get in the clinch. Yeah, no, granted. And and that's where I just, I I, I don't know. I I definitely want to see that Mike Perry and Nate fight. Uh, And going back to what I was saying about Mike Perry that he went into the fight, this fight with Mickey Gall a little bit differently is he didn't have his own coach. 
No, he, yeah, he, he, his was, wife, his was wife, and his or, essentially his coach. Yeah, and and he sat there, and I think if anything, the corner man came over, you know, tended. There to was his no wounds. tips. No, yeah, there, there was, was no. Tips. There was no coaching. I sat back and I looked at Kayla and I said, "Hey, you hear this, right?" And she goes, "I don't hear anything." I'm like, "No shit." Yeah, there's no coaching it, going on. There's absolutely nothing. And then they panned to the other, the other corner. Uh huh. And I'm like, "Holy fuck!" Now the only problem that I have with that is. It, granted, now I didn't listen to the whole show on Ariel Hawani to reference that again. I, him and DC were talking about how he did that going into this fight. How oh he had his own he, he was his own cornerman essentially, like he coached himself. Now I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, just because of the main fact that like if you're gonna go into your own fight and coaching yourself, sometimes you can get into your own way. And think right. that something's working when it's necessarily not, but you think that it because is. Because you can't see the whole picture. Yeah, but and exactly because you're in there fucking fighting, you know. So it it, it it's essentially a question of how how far do you take it? Now, do you go a couple more fights like this, and then once you get started getting into championship fights, do you get a very advanced coach that helps you with this area and this area? I, I don't know. I've never been a fighter, <laughs> right? You know, right? But it's definitely something that I definitely want to see with Mike Perry, and you definitely got all these differences are coming up. Um, like I said, just a quick touch base, you know, with the next fights coming up. You got uh, what is it? Two? Uh, I don't have the two thirty-five. I believe it was. No, it's definitely two fifty-one. Uh, that was the next fight coming up. I don't know why I got 235. But I was about to say 211, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you got Kamaru Usman, you got Gilbert Millen, uh, sorry, Gilbert Burns, uh, you got Ale- Alexander Volkanovsky versus Max Holloway. Which Number. I'm ready for. No, I'm ready yeah. for that fight. Oh, dude, I, I, Max needs to get his belt back. He's got to come back with yeah, it. Yeah, uh-huh. He's got to come back with that. And then you have Peter Jan, Jose Aldo for a vacant bantamweight title. Very exciting. And then you got the rematch, Jessica Andrade versus Rose Namanunez. Let's go, Thug. I don't even know how to say that. Let's go, Thug Rose. Thug Rose. You ever let this bitch slam you on your head again, and I'm going to be thoroughly disappointed. If you don't leave this cage, the only person breathing, I'm going to be hurt, okay? (laughs) Yeah. When this bitch handed you a rose at the weigh-in, I got mad for you. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> like, you cannot allow this to happen. You need no. to go in there and just absolutely destroy. Yeah, she got landed on her head. She fucking... Yeah, she lost that fight out of... She was winning that entire fight. But Won the entire just, fight. But that just shows you that NF... Or, sorry, not NFL. UFC, anything can happen at any given moment, and you could become the winner. You know? And there's the last I mean, last this fight. fight that was just on mm-hmm. showed you that. Yeah. He was literally losing the whole fight. Uh-huh. And then came back and got the submission. And it was on this last card. I forget the name. I forget. It was on the main card. Uh, it was like the, the not co-co-main event. No, uh-huh. not, the, but it was before, it was the one before the co-main. It was, um, the, was yes. the Mauricio, Maurice Mauricio Green, Green versus Gian Valente. And see, Green was losing the whole fight. And, and then, then he got that weird head and arm. Lock. Uh, yeah. And he basically just pressed the dude's trach against his shoulder and got the submission. Yeah. Now, Homeboy was beating the shit out of Green the whole fight. Mm-hmm. If that fight went to decision, which it was ready to go, it was in the fifth round, or uh-huh. the third round, I'm sorry, that, that he lost. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. The fight was definitely his to win, but he just got in a shitty situation. And just fucking got tapped. And yeah. let it up. Yeah. That, 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 yeah. That, it just shows, just, it goes to show Anything you that you can, can happen. Anything can happen. And lastly, it was the Manda Rebus and Paige Van Zandt, which she is my all-time favorite women's fighter. Why? She is so fine. <laughs> Paige Van Zandt, shout yeah, out to you. I love you. Something. If I can ever get your signature, hit me up. <laughs> sure, something. But shifting our views from beautiful Paige Van Zandt and the UFC uh, to NFL. <laughs> you are something else. You know that? Shout out. But, dude, I, I definitely am... I, I miss you, and I miss the NFL, and I, I just want, if there's anything to happen this year, COVID, do not fuck anything up with my football. You take away my football, I will personally fuck COVID up. This guy. <laughs> so, I, not to rain on your parade, but, so you know how Von Miller got tested and tested positive, correct? Yeah. So, have you heard the new updates on him? No. He's struggling to work out. Really? Von Miller, when you look at him... Yeah, he's a machine. He's an absolute monster. Yeah. Okay? He trains harder than anyone in the league. Mm-hmm. He, mainly because James Harrison is no longer in the league. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, he trains harder than anyone in the league. And... When he got diagnosed and had to go into the quarantine, couldn't work out, couldn't do his you know normal facility workouts, and he had to work out at home. Uh-huh. When he came back and said, you know, I'm struggling to finish a workout, because that report came out, I believe, today or yesterday. Yeah. That said, you know, yeah, I can't even finish a whole workout without struggling for breath. Mm. That makes you wonder if the people who are in the best absolute shape possible... Mm-hmm. are struggling to recover from this, what's going to happen? Yeah. So what I mean with that, as far as what's going to happen, mm-hmm. what's going to happen for the pipeline? So obviously the pipeline of NFL uh-huh. is college football, right? Yeah. Granted, yeah. So are we going to see more undrafted free agents come into the league and I get would a imagine to shine? So. I, would, I would imagine so. Uh, but at the same time, I don't necessarily believe so. The only reason why I say that is because, let's say, because you can't have these undrafted free agents come in and work out for you if this COVID shit's still going on. You only have to look, or you're only able to look at the stars that are kind of shining right now and who pop off the screen, and then you have the rest of whoever for their previous tape. You know what I mean? Right. So you can have, you know, a breakout undrafted star and not even fucking realize it. You know what I mean? And it's, I don't know. It, it's, I, it's Personally, it's, I, I, just want, I just want to see more Doug Baldwins. Yeah. No, absolutely. You know, uh-huh. I, for most of you who probably don't know, he's an undrafted free agent who is a Seahawk legend. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. Yeah. He is a completions machine. Um, I want to see more of that. Yeah. And I think personally with COVID right now, uh-huh. you're going to see more Doug Baldwin's across all of professional sports. And here's why mm-hmm. the commissioner of the NBA and the NHL came out and said, Hey, the show's going to go on. Uh-huh. People are going to get tested. People are going to come back positive. People are going to have to leave the fucking place for 14 days. 
mm-hmm. or longer. Uh-huh. Be ready. You see that with J.R. Smith getting signed, right? J.R. Uh-huh. Smith hasn't been on the team all year. It, it, correct me if I'm wrong, and that goes for you guys too. Let me know on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook if I'm wrong. Yeah, no, no, you're but, right. Yeah. He's been off of a team all year, and then this COVID shit happens, and a couple Lakers test positive, and all of a sudden he's a Laker today. Yeah. So what does that do for these college athletes who are seniors, just lost their last year of eligibility, didn't get drafted, didn't get the chance to work out for an NFL team because of the situation? Yeah. Who gets the chance taken on them? There's a guy out there in um, a real dockery. Uh-huh. He is a YouTube star, went to the uh, Oregon State for uh, the Beavers, mm-hmm. played for them, uh, had a tryout with the Seahawks, mm-hmm. had a tryout with the Vikings. Okay. Um, I had no idea. Didn't have any anything pop off from either. Uh-huh. Um, are guys like that going to get a shot when uh, Randall Cobb goes down, when, uh, you know, whoever goes down? Yeah, I'm not trying to put no bad juju on my team, so I'm. Yeah, know, I'm, I'm sure you're. <laughs> when an Adam Thielen goes down, fuck you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, when these when these big time stars go down, yeah, the NFL is already a very short lived career. Yeah, with this COVID thing going on, and I feel like we're gonna have to deal with it in a lot longer. You know, some of these scenarios a lot longer than others. How is this gonna affect? You know these college superstars who didn't get a shot. Are they going to get a shot? I yeah. think yes. I, I I don't know. It's it's something that it's it's uncharted territory for everyone. I, it's it's definitely a new, a, it's a new normal. I guess not necessarily, but because I I personally think that everything's going to go back to normal within. I can, I've been saying this for months now. I think everything will go back to normal in the next couple months. But who knows? Well, I have no idea if the NFL is going to be starting up. I have no idea if it's going to be just starting in general. I. I just know that, you know, all these kids are still working out. And now, granted, a lot of these teams are still able to, our players are starting to do their own little mini camp and, Mm -hmm. you know, team workouts and skill positions workouts and, you know, line work. A lot of people are starting to take things into their own hands because of the fact that we don't know what's going on. So the NFL can't really take action and say okay you can do this you know what i mean or right. you can do this because they're being directed by others and tom brady you see that you know he's over there working out with gronk throwing him passes so on and so forth he's i'm sure he's working out with all the other players too he was he was and, working out with a handful of the bucks and yeah. then you have the nfl pa doctor who personally i had no idea that nfl pa had a doctor and mm. i found out you know earlier today Apparently, half the NFL had no idea that the NFL PA had a fucking doctor. Oh, okay. And the NFL PA doctor, uh, you know, allegedly a couple days ago was like, hey, you know, you guys need to quit fucking practicing with one another. You guys need to quit getting in groups. We're highly, you know, recommending against this. And I heard today on another podcast Mm -hmm. that this is a cover your own ass situation with the NFL PA. So then that way, if if and when the NFL minicamps reopen at the end of this month, uh-huh. that when everyone starts getting COVID, they're going to be like, well, we told you not to go. Yeah. I, what yeah. is that going to look like for these organizations? 
What is that going to look like for these rookie players and second-year, third-year players who haven't been broken off yet, who haven't made money yet? Yeah. What is that going to do for... Are these guys? Are you going to see some of these guys, you know, working at McDonald's? Yeah. Are you, are yeah. you going to see some of these guys having to do other stuff? Yeah, I don't know. I, it's going to be. It's like I said. It's going to be weird, and I. I don't necessarily. I can't really, really put a finger on it because you don't know how these guys are going to work out with one another, and you don't know when this thing's going to end. But I. I just. I. I, I want my football back. You know, I, I and, and I just don't know when that's gonna be. Now you still got a lot of other news out there. You got Cam Newton that just signed with the New England Patriots. Right. Finally, finally because, got a team. And he he's been I've been saying that he should have been on a team months ago, but due with COVID and you know all these other aspects and not being able to fly in, I'm sure, and you know the risk of it. They finally got him in New England, and they were able to do their own tests with their own doctor, the Patriots. Right, And right. they were able to determine, okay, Cam is, you know, relatively healthy with his shoulder, with his ankle. So they signed him to a $7.5 million deal, and it's incentive-based. And so How he has ugly to really, is that? It, it's not ugly. It's I, very ugly. What I, the fuck are you talking about? He was a league MVP. That's was. disgusting. That was back in 2015, though. That, that You can't necessarily... You can't say, okay, this is what your resume was, and all of a sudden start... You know, from that moment on, start getting paid. So when you go look for a job and you say, I've been a general manager here, I've been a general laborer here, I've been a part of the union here, now I need you to let me do this for your company and I want this much money. And when they tell you no and you get pissed, what do you do? See, but that's the, the, it's it's tough to compare apples to oranges because that's a different... It's not though. No, no, but listen to what I'm saying. that's, That's a different field. The NFL is based... The NFL is based off of what can you do for me now? If they're gonna, you're you're not gonna go and sign a freaking Doug Baldwin, the that's freaking however plus years old, and expect him to get, you know, give you production that he gave you five seven years ago. You know okay. what I'm saying? Granted, like, but you're gonna. Now Doug Baldwin wasn't a league MVP. That's a whole. If you're gonna no. if you're gonna get into the whole thing of you can't compare apples to oranges, then. You can't make that comparison. You would have to compare him to a Tom Brady. A you would have to compare him to a Aaron Rodgers, who was a league MVP. You would have to compare him to now, X, here, Y, and Z. And if you don't, your argument's illegitimate, and there's no fucking way that that's possible. Because okay, but he's, he, he's also been in, you, you're also leaving out the fact that he's been injured the last two years. Right with with, with that that's why that's why I don't see a problem with, with it, it being an incentive based deal because of the fact that he's been injured those two times and he's over here saying oh I got something to prove and you know so on and so forth he 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 looks healthy I think he I think he'll do a fantastic job I just don't know if he'll hold up I, and the Patriots are already known for not signing their or signing players for. X amount of money because they don't spend a whole lot of capital on right. the players that they sign off of free agents and rookies, so on and so forth. But the fact of the matter is, is I I I want him to prove himself that he still got it, and I think he's very determined to do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm very excited to see what he does because I don't know what it's gonna look like. You got you think about it. You have Tom Brady that was there for. Freaking X amount of years. I'm not gonna even try and guess how many years. It, it, it was a long time. It was over a decade. Since 2001. Yeah, and so he's been there since then. And you're asking 
what you're essentially asking Cam and Belichick's system, okay, drop back and have and throw the ball he is thirty a, plus four, you know, thirty five plus times a game. Cam is a tempo passer. Passer. That's what you're missing, though. You realize that, right? Uh, what do you mean? A tempo He's a pa- tempo passer. You like? I hope you realize you're Every, missing that. Uh, he okay. So tempo. Everything needs to work out uh, like on 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 a click. Like, Okay. You're timing your, your time. You're getting so, rid of the ball at this amount of time. So granted, I agree, but at the same time, if you look at what Tom Brady dealt with last season, it wasn't a whole lot. So how are you? How how do you expect Cam to give you this production of a superstar player? Because no organization is ever gonna get rid of a league MVP and then sign another and tank. I guarantee you. And I was totally for and with this Patriots downfall. Uh-huh. But for the sake of Cam in this argument, uh-huh. Cam's taking him to the playoffs. Yeah, I, I hope he does. Don't, Cam's don't taking him to the playoffs, and I, Cam is definitely going to shut up haters mm-hmm. like what you just said. No, absolutely. You can't pay the guy off of this, that, and the other. Yeah. And so how can you make your argument he, he's that, just No, but how can you make your argument that Cam is this, that, and the other when... Look at the organization he was with. Uh-huh. Had the same situation as Brady. No, n- literally no targets other than CMC. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. So now, towards the end of the year, of the first time Cam got hurt, DJ Moore came to be DJ came, Moore. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, Brady had Edelman, right? Uh huh. So the only thing that you could say. And that is legitimate for you to say, mm-hmm. is that Cam had DJ Moore and CMC. Okay. Brady had the defense. Mm-hmm. Brady had one target on offense after Gronk left. Yes. And Cam now is going to have that defense. Uh-huh. Cam had a winning record with a hurt so- shoulder. Cam mm-hmm. had a hurt record going, or a hurt shoulder with a winning record going out last year in week four. With a hurt shoulder. Okay. So you can't tell me that he's not worth way more than that, knowing what he did hurt and knowing what he can do healthy. Okay, but that's where, like, like I said, you're asking Cam coming off of injury to do things that Brady already that Brady has. You don't have to be Brady. Yeah, yeah but at this, but that's what I'm saying is I don't know if Belichick is going. Belichick's gonna have to change a whole new system. Cam is a uh, granted he, he he's not sitting there 40 times a game in the pocket throwing the ball and you if you look at if, if you look at you know what cam does he takes a lot of hits and he's going to run he's, he's built he, for it and he's granted but he's taking a lot of hits that's why going back to his salary and being paid the way he is that you can't sit there and say okay he deserves more he's taking more hits as a quarterback than any player, any or any quarterback in this league by a huge margin. I have what I, I saw it on Undisputed. They shot out a number, and I was my mouth dropped to the floor. Mm-hmm. I can't give you that number right now because I don't have that number in front of me. But like I said, you're you're expecting Cam to sit there and throw the ball, you know, in Belichick's system. Granted, like I said, if now if Belichick switches his system around, and say, okay, this is what we're going to start doing. We're going to start doing the read option. We're going to start. He doesn't you know, have a choice. Yeah. 
Bill has to make that assumption. But you have to you have to change your offense to the weapons you're getting. No, I'm not. I I understand that, but that's where I'm saying I don't know if you're still gonna have to throw the ball. You don't have a offensive line that you once had before over there in New England. You don't have a star running back. They never sign any stars. They yeah. have a they have a solid defense. That's something we agree on. It's just their offense that. I have questions about, and I don't know if Cam is able to deliver. But granted, I still think he will do very well. Mm-hmm. I don't. I hope he goes to the playoffs. I don't know if he will. That division is starting to get tougher and tougher as the days go on. It's going to oh, starting to get sure. younger. Oh, and, for sure. And and I just don't necessarily think that you know the Patriots will ever regain the throne again unless they go for Trevor Lawrence in the next draft. You know, but you still got you know an abundance of you know. Things going on in the NFL. You still got, um, you know, I know we were talking about the Seahawks and we were talking about Vikes earlier. Um, you know, you guys were talking about still getting clowny. And Honestly, there's only there's only three things that we need to make a Super Bowl run. Uh-huh. We need to sign Clowney and we need to sign one or the other in uh-huh. Josh Gordon or Antonio Brown. Uh-huh. Obviously, skill level... Antonio. Antonio, no shit. Mm-hmm. Um, the bullshit level, you want to leave Antonio at home and yeah. sign Josh and work with what we have. I'm sticking by it. DK is going to be the best receiver in football next year. Uh-huh. And you, you're literally, until next year happens, and if he somehow doesn't be the next greatest thing, uh-huh. that's the only way you'll ever be able to tell me. Because you can't teach size. Yeah, you can absolutely. teach a little bit of speed. But you can't teach the speed and open country speed that he has. Uh-huh. You guys are the first persons to tell me. And when I say you guys, I mean you and I mean a few of our other listeners are the mm-hmm. first people to tell me, oh, DK needs to fix his fumbling. He fumbled three times last year. Yeah. So three times compared to Adrian Peterson fumbling at least once every other week. Yeah. You know, was. He was also getting the ball. A, a lot more. Time. It's a different uh, it's situation. A, it's a different You're situation. not wrong. You're yeah. not wrong. Uh-huh. But I mean to tell you, you know, when you look at it, uh-huh. he still put the ball on the ground, you know, ten times a year. Yeah, absolutely. I look at DK and say, not even worried about your fumble. You can fumble three times a year. I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. When you put up sixty-five yards and three the only question that the only question is, is when when those, when the fumble when, is. You know, when the fumbles are, like the yeah. one, the one that hurt the most was when he fumbled when we were playing SF, SF, yeah. and he was going into the end zone and got stripped. Uh-huh. Here's the deal: he fought for ten extra yards. Like I hope you realize that he yeah. literally got ten extra yards, carried three people, yeah, had no, two people on his feet and one person behind him who ended up getting the ball because he was stretching for the end zone. Yeah. So now, yeah, you got to teach but where to put the ball. I, I I don't want to get into the debate of like like I said like when is a question but he also had the one against Minnesota where it, it brought us back to life in a sense we still lost the game right but it still brought us back to life it's just you that's my only thing with DK is you just got to protect the ball now granted like I said I agree with you with the size you can't teach size you can't teach speed you, you know you can to a certain extent. You can you know, fix speed. You can you fix can't teach speed. It. No, but you you're can't not going to teach, teach me to go run a four three. No, absolutely you not. You can't. You know, but that's that, that. Those are the things that you know. I definitely. I want to see him fix his route running. But going back to Clowney, I just. I. I. He's asking for 
Hey, he's asking for twenty he, a year. He, he's asking for a lot, and he I, he's, and, and, and we offered and him. And Shannon a fair Sharp amount. pulled out again a, a stat that I, I, if I have it correct in my mind from what he said, he had three sacks last year. He, yes. He, how are you going to ask for that type of money? Asking or when you only gave or got us three sacks. Right now, granted, he's a disruptor. And he will he be was in the back. Double teamed for sixty-five to seventy percent of the snaps last year. No, absolutely. Now, it, now, now when I say sixty-five to seventy, I mean it could have been sixty-eight or sixty-nine percent of the snaps. But it was a high number like that that he was double teamed for absolutely every single snap of last year that now, he's healthy but for. he's asking for that type of money right that's up there with Khalil Mack Aaron Donald and they get double teamed day left and, and day. right you know what I'm left saying left and right so I don't necessarily agree with the asking price that he's asking I, I feel like what we uh, offered him was fair yeah, absolutely. 13, 13, that, but the Browns, the Browns came out with a freaking even better offer than the freaking. Yeah, but who the, really wants to go to Cleveland and waste but, their but, time? But the the thing is, is he's over here. He he's he's playing with his veggies, and he shouldn't be doing that. You're he, not wrong. He, he's You're gonna not wrong. he's gonna get bit in the ass, and he's gonna end up losing out on more money rather he, than getting the money that he's asking he's for. Gonna he's gonna do. He's gonna end up with a one year deal, prove it deal, because of the fact that he's had three sacks and this and that. Granted, I understand what you said earlier. I think it was off the air. He's a generational ta- talent. He truly is. Yeah. It's just injuries really brought him back down to earth last year, and that's why he didn't have the production that he did. Right, and he didn't have a J.J. Watt on the other side. No, granted, but you guys still have a, a stout defensive line. Right. You guys still have a stout defense. So it, it, you're asking Jadavion to take the, the, the helm – and be the the Khalil Mack of the defense, and because that's essentially what you're asking. He's asking. Essentially, for it. he's asking for it. But so he's not. He's not at that it. level. Yeah, he's he, not. He, he can be. He can. He be. can be, but he's not going to be. Yeah, yeah. With us, at least, he's not going to be that with us because that's just not what we do. Yeah. Now, if he went to like, if he went to a Kansas City yeah. team, maybe. But could, even even the Cowboys and the and the Saints that, is, that he's interested in, I think he just needs to. Really look at himself in the mirror and be like, okay, this is what I'm being offered. This is what I know I'm going to get. Yeah. I can't ask for more with this because I'm going to end up losing out on a lot more than what I'm going to gain. The one thing that he needs to do, he needs to take Pat McAfee's advice. You never leave your for show money for mm-hmm. mo money. Yeah. Because you're going to end up with no, no money. Yeah, I like that. All right. I like that. <laughs> and 13 5 a year? Uh huh. Yeah. Bruh. Come that, on. That's a solid deal. And, and Come back going, to Seattle and, and get this ring. I was going to say, you have a chance at a ring. You don't have that with the Browns. You don't have that with Dallas. You don't have You have it with maybe the Saints. But I was going to say, the Saints would be his best shot outside of us mm-hmm. and the teams that are left in the pool. I was going to say, because the Cowboys can't offer him. that the, the Cowboys Especially still, need to say, they still need to sign Dak. They right. still need to sign him. No, they signed, his, they, st- they signed Dak's... Uh, Franchise tag, but, but so but Jadavian's deal. If he was to go there this year, uh-huh. it wouldn't affect the cap or anything for this year or next year. The Why especially that? if it's a incentive based deal. So like the deal with uh, Cam. Okay. So the deal with Cam. Well, let's jump to Cam. The deal with Cam is a one million dollar deal. Ah. Uh-huh. Base salary. Yeah. The seven point five million is a. Um, the it's incentive based. So, okay. let's say Cam throw Cam threw in his four games last year, mm. eight touchdowns. Mm. 
So the way the incentive-based program works in the NFL mm-hmm. is they take what you did last year Absolutely, yeah. and they say, okay, what's the likelihood of you doing this again? Yeah. And it doesn't matter. In Cam's sense, last year was four games. Uh-huh. So what did he do in four games? He threw eight touchdowns. Uh-huh. And I don't know if that's a fact, but I'm just saying for the sake of the argument, you know, yeah. he threw eight touchdowns. So the incentive, if he throws under eight touchdowns, that $1 million hits the salary cap mm-hmm. for next year. If he throws over eight touchdowns uh-huh. and earns more money, none of that money hits the salary cap okay, for so, the organization. See, now the only thing is that, that that's why I'm saying with the Cowboys, it would just it wouldn't it, it wouldn't make sense because you're he's asking for this amount of money, but they haven't signed. I think the Cowboys are out of it because they still need to sign Dak Prescott. They still to need a long term deal. To, they, to have long, him, they have him officially. They don't need to worry about a contract talk with him until next year. No, they they have till like July something. No, he already signed it. I know, but in order in order for him to get a long-term deal which he's asking for, that's, uh, yeah, but that, they're not going to sign him to a long-term the, deal. If, if they were smart because I if they if jump into the Cowboys, if they do not get Dak to a long-term deal by July whatever, he's going to walk out on the Cowboys next year. There's no I I once I tr- the year's over. Once the year's over, right. he's going to sign out because if you're over here putting me on a franchise tag and we've already gone a whole year without with without getting a deal done and you're over here you know predicting or not 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 having full confidence is what the what, what I'm saying right you know then why should I sign with you long term now that's going to be huge but that's you know something else but they they need their main priority the Cowboys need to sign Dak Prescott before even going to a long term deal before they even get to Jamal Adams or they even get to Jadavion. Now, now, personally, if you're the Cowboys, business wise, mm-hmm. go get one of those two right now. Yeah. Locker room wise, you're dividing the locker room if yeah. you go and get one a- of those two. Absolutely. Business yeah. wise, you can afford one of these two guys. Maybe, and both maybe, of these yeah. guys are generational talents. So my opinion, take it because Dak Prescott's not your generational quarterback. No, no. he's not a Russell Wilson. Mm-mm. He's not a Patty Mahomes. You have Andy Dalton right behind you that can definitely jump in and that, do hey, a decent let's, job. Let's be honest. He has mm-hmm. the same playoff record as Dak. Yeah, he's got one playoff win. Mm-hmm. He has the same playoff record as Dak. Yeah, with a worse team. Mm-hmm. What can he do with a good team? Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. And hey, sure. I want to hear from you, Cowboys fan. Moses, I'm talking to you. <laughs> I see you over there. I can see you in the black microphone. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking to you, bro. I want, to, I want to hear what you got to say on this guy. I can see your face. <laughs> you know, I, he's yelling at us right now. He'll, he'll probably Snapchat me later on. Right after this video. Oh know. yeah, he'll probably see this episode. I'm gonna tell him. Hey, look at a uh, 50 minutes uh, into the video and or the podcast and and get get. Back at Get me. back to me real quick. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? With you know, you so you got all those different teams, and you got all these different players that are still unsigned, uh, and, and you still got all this COVID shit going on. So I think you'll probably see a lot more signings, but it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. for less. Yeah, that's for sure. It's gonna be for less with all the COVID shit going on, and like, are we gonna have a season? Are we gonna have fans? Are we gonna have this revenue? Are we not? You know? Yeah. So that's definitely gonna take a toll, but. 
I'm excited, man. We're gonna have sports back. Yeah, we're, we're gonna going. have sports. And we back. still got UFC, you know, to kind of UFC's lean on. been rolling. Yeah, it's so been that's def- that's like that's our staple right now. You yeah. know, that's our bread and potatoes right there. Yeah, you know, like that's that's what we're having. Mm. And then you know our steak when the NFL shows up. <laughs> that's a big steak. You know, ribeye, <laughs> nice medium rare, a uh, brisket with mac and cheese. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you right now, you know. <laughs> Shit's going to get wavy this football season, and I'm ready. You know, I'm ready for – I'm also ready to check out this baseball season. We have an 80-game season coming up. Versus? Versus 162. Okay. And – Damn split. A team who's just as trash ass as it gets in the Mm -hmm. Pittsburgh Pirates has a chance to get hot. Yeah. The reason that baseball plays so many games Mm -hmm. is because it's a game of failure. Yeah. There's no other sport you can go one for ten – and go home, walk in with your chest puffed out like I'm kicking ass. Mm. You go one for ten in the NFL. Let's say you're a quarterback. Yeah. You throw ten out of every ten passes you throw, only one completed. You don't have a job. Let's no. be honest. No, you don't. If you're a DH in the MLB, mm-hmm. and you go one for ten, and that one that one hits a home run, uh-huh. you have a job. Yeah. I hate to I hate to break it to you. You have a job because each one of those outs can still drive in runs and can still be productive. Yeah, I see. It's, you know, it's... It's, it's not all statistic. I, I it's, guess. No, it, it is all very statistic. It's all it, who gets on base. That's what I was going to say. Who extends you the count. In, yeah. yeah, who extends the count, who wears pitchers out, who's able to read, a, you know, an infield back pick, you know, who's, you know... I learned about that all shit, all that shit uh, with uh, Moneyball. Money, I was going to say Moneyball. Yeah. That, yeah. When they Honestly, that that's shit, a good yeah. movie to watch if you're trying to get into baseball and you yeah. want to understand where some of these guys come from. Uh-huh. That's a good movie to watch and understand why on uh, OBS is so important. Yeah, no. Why yeah. you know like why why does it matter if this guy is you know over ten at the dish, but you know he walks every fourth at bat and gets on base. Yeah, like why do I want this guy on my team? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and that's the thing. I with baseball, I'm not a big baseball person to be honest, but it definitely if I see sports on, I think I might just click on it because. For the time being. For the time being. Yeah. For the time being. Because, oh, I mean, for granted, sure. baseball, there's a lot of games and shit, and I don't know. But even with golf, I, I don't know. I can't necessarily. Hey, shout out to my boy DJ, who just hit, just won the, ma- or not the Masters, but just won the tournament over the weekend. Oh, really? Dustin Johnson. He Ooh. played a hell of, hell of a round. Oh, shit. Hell of a round. Had the little shot right there uh, bounce off the green into the water. Oh, shit. Takes his... Um, shot from the water. Uh-huh. No, he didn't drop. He took oh. the shot from the water, what took the? off his socks and shoes, hit the green, and it rolled all the way back down to the border what of the, the water. Fuck? And then he walks up and goes, no problem, I got a big cock. I'm just going to flop this thing on the fucking green real quick. And he flops it six inches from the pin and saves par. Wow. I mean to tell you, it was the craziest sequence on a golf course. How a professional can just take that and save it for par uh-huh. and then go and win the tournament. Whereas if you or I shot that shot, uh-huh. oh. one, we would have picked up out of the water. We wouldn't have kicked our shoes off. No, so yeah. that would have been a stroke, one in, one out. Yeah. <laughs> then we are, we would have been in our heads. We would have probably overshot the green. That's another stroke. Like We would have probably ended up shooting a snowman on yeah. a par three. You know what I'm saying? Well, me, I would have probably double digits. but <laughs> Probably. But you know what I mean? Nonetheless, like me and Justin yeah. probably would have been shooting a snowman or a six yeah. on that. You know, whereas this guy saved it for a, you know, a four. Yeah, that's impressive. It's like... Yeah. That's uh, that's one of those things. Like I'm saying, mm-hmm. you can get hot and be on it. Yeah. But like Jordan Spieth, Jordan Spieth used to be one of the hottest golfers out there, mm-hmm. 
and he just he lost. He fell off. Yeah. He literally lost one tournament after holding uh, holding out from the sand to win. Mm-hmm. He lost the tournament after that. Oh, dude, he's never he hasn't been the same, same since. Yeah. Hasn't no, happened. He hasn't won. He hasn't placed top ten since. Yeah. No. And I mean, I see that with football. I see that with basketball. I see that with. You know, UFC, you know. Uh, uh, hey, let's be honest. The Saints haven't been the same since Marshawn Lynch set off a fucking earthquake in Seattle in the playoffs. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> have they? Have they? They, 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 they haven't. Moment, but <laughs> they haven't been the same in the playoffs oh, since we've done. That, everything freaking has to be about the freaking Seahawks, damn it. <laughs> hey, all I'm saying is be great and then shit can be about you. All I'm saying is be great and shit can be about you. We will see what happens with the NFL season then. We will see with a whole lot of things, but for now, you know what? I think it's time to go ahead and sign off. Yes, absolutely, guys. Thanks for tuning in. You know, just wanted to take this time and say, hey, you know, make sure you guys follow us on Facebook. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram. Let us know what we're doing wrong, what we're doing right, what you guys like, what you don't. You know, we're here for you guys. If you guys want to hear some specific things, let us know. And let us know about merch as well. If you guys are interested in shirts, uh, if you guys are interested in uh, face masks, that's something else that we got going on. Uh, So let us know. We'll put it in, drop it in the comments. Make sure you guys let us know in the DMs. And uh, we'll definitely make sure we come out with uh, more episodes. And I tell you what, right now, our Instagram's sitting at 61 followers. If you guys can help us get it to 150 within the week, we'll go ahead and do a giveaway of a hoodie. Yes. So mark my words. You guys go ahead and light it up in the comment section. Tag your friends. Let, you know, let us know who needs a hoodie. Let us know who needs a face mask. We all got the, the Rona bullshit going on. <laughs> so let us know, y'all. All righty, y'all. You guys have a good one. We'll see you next episode.